Good morning, dudes and babes. This is Jake Hookie, your host of the Key in the Lake podcast. Wanted to give you a quick little intro because this one's a little bit different than our usual podcast recordings. This conversation is basically comes into play about an hour after Noah Tract, a Pernod Ricard, Callum O'Donnell, Wilson Torres, two co-hosts of the, of the podcast, and also Chris Blender, the herb bourbonist, and I were having about the on and off premise versus the new online premise where brands seem to be going these days since bars are bars and restaurants are closed all across the country. We had recorded about three to four podcasts before this um, on the same evening, so we were all pretty intense into our conversation, also a little bit into our cups as well. But about an hour plus into the conversation, I decided to hit the record button. I think Chris actually mentions that this is the best podcast I've ever recorded. So I just wanted to give you a heads up into what you're about to get into on this episode. Very enjoyable, very insightful, um, a lot of the knowledge about the whole entire industry. So I hope you enjoy. Cheers, guys. I think at the end of the day, to come back to something that we talked about on my very, very first podcast on the show, I believe in education. I truly believe that education is a way forward for brands. And I do not think that the on-trade is somewhere that that happens. Now, to, to and the reason I bring this up is to refute the point with Absolute. Mm. I think that vodka is uh, one, one, in, one in of its own. And I totally, I, I totally agree that Absolute fucked it. They had the opportunity there to, to just create a brand that was absolutely incredible. Uh, excuse the pun <laughs> but I think that rum I think whiskey I think gin I think even even some of the liqueurs now like or even the wine the wine spritzies like like Lillet I think they're totally different I think they're completely different I think that vodka functions on a different level I think a lot of people are doing vodka sodas with lime and all that kind of shit and they don't give a sh- they don't they don't call vodka true um, and I don't think that there's t- uh, I, I, listen, I just all I want to say, all I want to say is that all I, all I want to say, all I want to, all I want to make my point to is this: is that like from personal experience, and you guys all have way more experience than me than in the industry. But from what I see, my point of view is that the on trade, while it's fantastic and it's fun and it's exciting and the events are incredible and the, the, the drinks are incredible, I think that at the end of the day, the winner. If I'm going to be a supplier mm. and I want my brand to win somewhere, it's going to be the off trade because at the volume that hold on, mm. I get you the volume at the end of the day is going to be 10 times higher. If I'm the number one in the off trade for my, for my industry, for my sector, for my price, um, what do you call them these days? The price ranges or whatever it is, mm-hmm. it's going to be 10, 15, 20, 30 times bigger than if it was in the on. Now I can be a, I can be a winner in the on. I can be. And my brand will be strong. Okay, look at Monkey Shoulder. Massively strong brand. But it's not a, a moneymaker. It's not someone that's destroying the off trade. And to, that's where I'm, I want to live. To back your point, I guess if we're really going to rely on the E-Trade, where do you think those bottles at the end of the day are coming from? The on-prem or the off-prem? It's the off. Yeah. It's the off. It's all of the off. It's pickups in the off, yeah. Look, I... Would you stop this drinking is, all Sean Joseph's whiskey? I just whiskey? want to say this is the greatest podcast that was never, never. recorded. <laughs> well, I'm, rec- I'm recording it. Oh, you are. You're not. Yeah. But look, look, at the end of the day, we as brand ambassadors, and this is this is something uh, that I... I brand or specialists. Brand specialists, Thank market you. managers, market manager, key account I'm manager, not, I'm not a market consumer. Manager. Oh, sorry. But we basically are. Come on, give me a break. Or creative director slash brand ambassador slash market manager. So that's, that's what that's that, your It makes more sense, yes. 
as all of us, as all of us, label specialist too. This is the reason. This is the reason I'm so annoyed with my job, right? I, I genuinely believe that ninety, and we talked about this earlier. Ninety nine percent of the brands that are out there right now believe that they are built in the on premise, and they're not. They are not. Like, look at Heaven Hill. Look at Elijah Craig. All these brands. No, hold on, hold on, hold on. Just I'm just tossing out names. Dally, 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 dally. Look at and for example, even a better idea, even a better idea. Let's go to the Caribbean or Mexico or Latin America, right? Where literally, literally on brand How much time cocktails. If we just keep recording this on on brand cocktail menus is non-existent. It's absolutely non-existent. You go into somewhere, the menu says whiskey. No one gives a shit what it tastes like. But that's not here. But dude, Thank you. but dude, but dude, the biggest markets in the world for these brands are Brazil, they're China, all of the shit. And like, don't get me wrong, I understand what you're saying. Like, yeah, but now you're just picking different things. To it's true. Into a different yeah, that's area fine. That's fine. Just, that's fine. Oh, you're trying to create. You're, you know, you're trying to create a narrative. Where, but yeah, you're totally right. You're totally right. Of course, I want. Of course, I want to try and win my point. But like, here's 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 a perfect well, example for you about building a brand in the on-premise mezcal. Oh, great, 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 fantastic, fantastic. But look at Del McGee's number since quarantine started. Absolutely exploded. That's not fair, to right? Me. That's not. It's not actually. It's, it's their share of market is huge right now. Del yeah. McGee is absolutely Yeah, but up. that's because everybody in No, no, no I'm with you. I'm with up. you. I'm with you. I'm with you. They were built in the on. They were built in the on. You're totally right. Their numbers are their numbers have exceeded expectations. Yes. Yes. That's different. Than... That doesn't mean that the brand is up. growing. The brand is growing in the off premise. Yes. Mm. But is it beating oh, last year's numbers? No. It's no. not. Really? No. Even with everything being shut down. N- nobody no in Mezcal. No one in Mezcal, tequila, sake, any any of the clear liquors. I don't because I don't it's know. such a it's such a specific type of Correct. spirit that needs to be built behind education, and it's built all Why in the on premise. Why rely on on premise to do that for you? Yeah, I, this is this here's, is my. I don't get it. I here's I don't get where it. here's where Mezcal. Good question. Here's where Mezcal yeah. has been built. With farms. Bartend- yes. On farms. Yes. Drop the mic. <laughs> I'm out. That's true. <laughs> no, but like... No, it's it's bartenders, true. the way... Yeah. Brooklyn. The way Delma Gay was built as a brand was Brooklyn, New York, Chicago, LA. San Francisco. Yeah, yeah like, it really, like, it, Brooklyn is into the key to the world. Like, well, well, no, but the way I look at it is that, that emailing list we got, you have... Small town Texas, small town Massachusetts, small town like Florida on there. Like these are people reaching out to try Abelard Twelve and Star Wars Nova. Probably they never heard. That's you. Why? Why? Why is that? Because it's new. No social media. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. The E. How yes. did Brooke? Well, this was also, my point. This was going to be my point. To be, fair, to be are, fair, it's your fans too. Yes, this is my point. This is completely my point. Do you believe? Do you truly believe? Do you truly believe? That Del McGee grew because people were going to bars, or do you believe? Here's the here's the question. I believe do you believe fly. that? Do you believe that Del McGee was in bars, and then it was posted online? Yes, 
you believe this is what you this is what you're telling me you believe you believe no hold on let me finish my point and then you can go i think there's i think you're you're overlapping puppy ask your question look the on trade you're totally right you're totally right right you're totally you're completely right that if there's a bar that does a great drink people it goes viral it's huge. Right. It's absolutely fucking huge. And like, look at, I, I love the Salt Bay example, right? Mm. This guy, it's salt and he's rolling it off his elbow and people fall in love with it. It went viral and that restaurant, the sh like, is now, even still to this day during COVID, is destroying, okay? I get it. I get it. It's a restaurant. It's one spot. It's a site. However, do you honestly believe, man, do you honestly believe that Del McGee, as a mezcal, grew through word of mouth? Yes, one hundred percent. That is literally how I've got three bottles grew. at home right that now. That is literally uh, how Delmagay and the Mezcal category I grew. Agree. Because yes, the the founder came to the United States, got the brand Boom. in the hands of bartenders, sure. and bartenders grew that, that brand. Well, was you know what? That is literally was how it grew. the word of mouth literally. From no. you? Yes. no, or was it from me to the computer? No. To it's not me. at all. I agree. Not at all. I've got three You're bottles of it. Nineteen ninety-five, when this brand came into this country. The first yeah, time I heard of it, when, there was social media in nineteen ninety-five. But when did the brand grow, yes. Noah? Yeah, it grew. It doesn't it matter when. But, but look, look, dude. Back then it grew. Hold on, hold on. But there was hundreds. How many brands were growing in nineteen ninety-five of booze? No, chico. Were you able to drink? No, I forgot it was three. Exactly. <laughs> so give me a break. So there was hundreds of brands growing. How how long has Del McGay been this big? Oh, my gosh. I don't know. Let's see. Del McGay, 95. I mean, that's the question. 2005. That's a good point. Now listen. Grown, listen to me. Listen to me. I, yeah, oh, hold on. Hold it's on. regional. Hold on. It's hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Because now we're getting into regional shit. Yes. And I get it. We're getting into regional shit. We are. We are. Because Del McGay, Del McGay, has the last 10 years has exploded yeah I, okay you just literally gave me my since, point and that's okay no, why, why am i shouldn't i give you your point it Avita. started from 95 to you, where it is talking today. out of your ass it you don't know anything about I, Del I don't, yeah i know but listen <laughs> listen yeah, I know. but like but i don't i don't i will i will bet on my life i will bet on my life that the last I'll, I'll literally bet on my left that in the last where? 10 years, that's where the great growth has come for Del McGee. I'm going to give him a no, don't. no, I don't care. I don't care where it is. I'll take 10 years. You know, much, you know how much investment in social media Del McGee does? I don't care. Zero. I don't care. That's not what, that's how social media <laughs> what works. What do you mean? Like, literally, you can invest, blah, blah, blah. But, like, if people are posting that shit yeah, and talking about it or it? blogging about Brand it. Brand ambassadors and bartenders. On where? On where? What do you mean? On everywhere. where? Where are they posting it? Everywhere. Internet. Where are they posting it? From the on-premise. Yeah, but right? where are they but posting it? it? Where are they doing that, though? It grew because bartenders uh, talked where, about it. Where, on though? Where? On the internet. On the internet. Come on. We're here. Oh, my we're, God. We're here. You can say that about anything right now. No, yes. Like, you can say that about somebody going into a bar, that's literally the whole point, and posting something. That is literally the whole it's point not. of this conversation. Yes. That is literally the whole point of. We talked about at the beginning of the conversation. We talked about yes. bartenders versus e education. Fine. But where is it being but built? It's being still built. being built in the on premise. But no dude, regardless of where they post, the e the e commerce is where it's all built, man. Like bartenders aren't. 
Okay, fine. Do you know what? No, That's fine. why? I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to go arguing. I don't want to go arguing because I don't want to. I agree with you, man. I think. I think that like. Like I said once again. Once again. Once again. Once again. The on premise. Well, we should. The person that does social media marketing might have a. I mean, she, the producer doesn't want to jump in. Apparently not. She left. Yeah, she's yeah. like, she's just sitting in there for like the last half hour. These fucking idiots. These fucking idiots are drunk and don't know anything she's that they're saying. But it's good though. It's good. Look, this is this not a good conversation though. I'm not saying no. This is amazing. I know, I'm all about it. I'm all about it. I'm glad I have 12 minutes of recording. Really? Only 12 That'll be brutal. That'll be absolutely brutal. No, actually, the last 12 minutes have been pretty intense. Um, in the morning, when you wake up and you're not drunk anymore, you'll be like, "What the fuck was I talking about?" No, 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 I don't think so. I don't think so. But we can talk about it now. Ciao, Pop. Cheers, bye. I think, look, man. I think, look. I can't get, I can't, I can't get off of it now. Like, I can't. What? What? What's wrong? No, my, my, my mind is just rolling about all this stuff. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, keep going. Yeah, Chris, come over here. Come on. Chris, come on over. We'll mix it like you at the end. Like, my mind is pumping, man. My mind is pumping. Like, my mind is talking about. Like, keep pumping. But that's just the way my mind works, unfortunately. No, it's. I think it's beautiful because it's a conversation that is desperately needed. Because to I, revisit, 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 man, revisit it all like, the time. Because we. No made some we, great points. No make. No makes oh, some and, phenomenal points. And and, and and I'm 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 all about that. Like I love the fact. Like Noah, I, to be honest, Noah and I have some of the best conversations that I have in 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 a general industry experience. Like, the two of us. Uh, we we argue we 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 really do debate right. all right. the time and right. we, and sometimes sometimes we we're aligned on shit and the other thing as well is like I would never say it when no is in earshot but the guy is um a business brain right he's just he a business brain right like he understands cost versus uh, like he understands cost versus profit and and he really really understands how do we how do we make something more efficient how do we make something more streamlined. And obviously, but he's not a traditionalist either. So no, no, no. It, like, Noah, like his, Noah, his, his if idea, it makes his, money, if it makes money, Noah's like, okay, let's let's have a look at this. Right. But he sees an idea like at the gray, for example. Of course, I, I just sold four cases of a barrel aged gin that no one even knows we have a barrel aged gin at X company, and it's going into a cocktail that's going to be bought in Chicago, but going to be bought for across the world and across the Midwest. Noah's, people, people Noah's the kind of guy. Noah's the kind of guy. Noah's the kind of guy that will see an opportunity and then just, just, just put a dynamite stick in it and just let it explode. 100%. Like he will, he will, he will like it, and then he'll go make sure that he's and got he enough. He won't post it on social media. No, of course he won't. Of course he won't because he's he, he doesn't, doesn't have it. Doesn't care about social media. So, look, um, but if, if the we, guy, the guy is super smart. Okay, I, I don't think anybody asked you this question. If you were going to start a brand, where would you begin? Your procedure. In what sense do I have? Do I have liquid and stuff? What have, liquid do you, I have? You're ready to go to market. You're you're set. What liquid do I have? You have, you have a two year old whiskey that's ready to go to market. It tastes pretty good from the barrels that it came from. You distilled it yourself. You're like, I want to go in. You're starting in Chicago. Your Chicago brand want to build in Chicago and out to the Midwest region behind you. Okay, I mean it's for me that that's an that's actually an easy answer. Okay. Um. I'm looking at local, very, very small and local liquor stores, independent liquor stores. 
Okay. So how many barrels do I have? Or how many how many bottles do I have? Let's say, you're, produ- let's say, let's say you're producing uh, 40,000 gallons of whiskey a year. Okay, so gallons and liters is what? Know. That's about 200... I'm American. I don't know. That's I know. about 215,000 liters a year. We're talking about what like 300,000 bottles yep more or less so then we we're talking about 754 53 gallon barrels okay 750 53 gallon this is a pretty good amount so i I think for me for me look i'm looking at i'm looking at local i'm looking at local independent liquor stores now i i if depending on where i came from uh, obviously this is a completely arbitrary situation but i am looking at i'm looking at my my positives which is that i'm a i'm a small local brand i've got no no product i've got no volume and then i i really really want to get independence on my side now when i say independence i don't just mean independent off off trade and i know despite the argument that we all or not the argument but the discussion that yeah, we just had conversation I am not Spirited. against. Spirited I'm not against on trade. I'm not against the on trade. I'm totally not against the on trade. No, I actually, I, I actually adore the on trade. You, I, you rely on the on trade. I, I love. I, I fucking adore the on trade. But, but I'm looking at uh, local, small, independent retailers, <clears throat> and all I need to do is find maybe one or two salespeople that are going to help me because I probably do. You can't myself. afford two. I can't afford two. No, got one. I'm serious. You can't afford two. Right, so I'd probably go for one. Then I would, I'd be looking at the local spots. Now, obviously, Benny's is eventually going to get get wind of this. Right, uh, they're going to get wind of this eventually. So, say we go six months down the it's line. It's going to be your first stop. Let's say we do, let's say we do six months down the line. In fact, probably even three months down the line. Benny's are so on the ball, and they're like, "Hey, um, we hear that you guys are doing a little bit whiskey." I'd probably hold out. I would probably have to hold out. Um, hold out for what? Hold 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 out from giving it to Benny's. I don't because, think you're gonna hold out from Benny's. No, I would. So you're distri- I, I, I'm gonna guess your distributor is gonna be a small distributor. Yep. I have two in mind here in Chicago. Yep. I'm not gonna say their names, but yeah, I got them in mind. Now, I would just my say- biggest question for you in the bringing the people in our conversation that are sitting at this table is who do you reach out to first, Benny's or Chris? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm to be honest. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I'm dead serious. No, no, no. For me, for me, I'm I'm all about like I think that if I've got this money, if I've got this cash, and I have this product, the first place I'm going is is social media, and the first place, the first thing I'm doing is exclusivity. The first thing I'm talking about is exclusivity. I want to talk about how my brand is great, how my brand is blah blah blah, and but the thing is. I don't. I don't really know how good my brand is. Like, is my brand is but, it tasty? But, but do you believe in your brand? No, that's the question. Do you believe in your brand? That's all. I mean, you, it's, it's all you start. It's all. You, it's all you start with. I mean, if 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 I if I was going to sell a brand, then I would have to adore it. Right. Exactly. Because I have to believe. So in if you believe, living. if you believe in what you're selling, because I know you, you're gonna believe in what you're. You, if you didn't believe in it, you'd put it back on the shelf for another year to see what happens to it. Yeah, but uh, you would no, let it age more. And see if it affects the taste at all. Because you're not going to put something out you don't believe in. Yeah, but also, in like, if I'm in a liquor store, I don't really know. I'll put it this way. There's 18-month-old whiskey that's selling for $60 on the shelf that we've had long conversations about um, that don't belong there. But you're a two-year-old whiskey selling for $49.99 in the craft point. It's where you're going to be. It's just accept it. It's where it, You don't want to be there, but you have to be there. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. I wouldn't be there. <laughs> you have Not to. Fine. Be, you have to be. If you want to make your, unless you have an investor behind you. 
Um, so that's where you have to be. If you believe in it, you're going to put it on the shelf. And I, I know you wouldn't put anything out there. So let's skip that whole process and say, you believe in your whiskey. It's ready to go. I'm a craft brand from Chicago. I have local sourced uh, grains. I'm doing everything myself. Wilson's head distiller for you, <laughs> uh, which may put into a spiral. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> but I, the, if even if you don't have a relationship with Chris, you don't have a relationship with other people in, in Chicago, I go, I, I go, I, I go there right away. Yeah, I mean, I think that for me, because their social media is so if underrated. You, if you believe in it and sell it to it's them, so I, I hope they the wrong people. It. So it's so underrated and it's so overpriced to the wrong people. So you're saying this, 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 this completely you erases your your entire you argument before that. <laughs> what what argument? Your argument that I'm pre- talking to the microphone. Sorry. Oh, oh, we're recording. Yeah. Oh, shit, so I'm talking to this microphone very directly. Overpriced to whom? I don't understand your, your comment about overpriced. I don't think that, like... Like uh, sending a ball to Chris, I mean? Sorry, what, what, what did you mean that? It was direct. Because your whole point is that the internet's the place to go. Yes. So you would okay. say it's overpriced? Internet place. No, 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 no. You obviously didn't listen to what I was saying. I obviously don't understand it's, what you're saying. No. It's... <laughs> Get out of my happens. house. Get out of my house. It's... <laughs> <laughs> Remy, help! <laughs> um, but no, seriously... I think that the wrong people are being paid too much money okay. to do things that they have no idea what they're doing about. Like, they have no idea about what they're doing. That's a tired difference of conversation. Yeah, that's fine. But that's totally fine. But you're talking about a whiskey that I've just... Well, what the fuck are you so, going to do? Answer the question. Where, so here's, where, where are you going? Was that, not my, was that not the start of my question? Then I was cut off. But anyway, <laughs> that was the start of my question. Then I was yes, cut was. off. So give me a break. Yes, um, so first of all, I have great whiskey right gorgeous i have great whiskey so i believe in this whiskey so obviously i'm going to dedicate probably about 80 or 90 percent of this whiskey to um you said i get one salesperson yeah so is that fair Forty thousand gallons local chicago company one sales rep I think it's two for four. I don't think so. Gallons. We you gotta remember it's we're hundred fifty thousand bottles. We're we're producing a, that's oh, two come on. Absolutely. Two? Yeah, two? We did it. No, we did it with one. I'm saying you only get one. one of you guys? We had, no, we had a hundred thousand gallons of whiskey. Yeah, we did it with one. Who was the one? Me. Him. Right. And she so did a hundred thousand gallons. You want to do hundred and fifty? Sure. No, no, no. So you're one point five times. No, you're no, no. you're going getting fifty. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That's fine. I said okay. forty. So let's do one, I said, let's I said do one guy, I said and 40. I'll do it myself. Yeah. Let's do one guy. I'll do it myself as well. To, to I, was, I wasn't a sales rep then. You and I moved mountains. So when we I didn't did do shit. shit. You were so we're me. looking at first of all. First of all, I'm looking at the immediate locale. Obviously, I mean everybody loves the local idea of whiskey. Like right. I don't. I have never worked with a local immediate locale of whiskey. Have Obviously. you been your proper homeland? No. He's always, been I mean, on, he's always been in different countries. I mean, well, actually, that's not tech. Well, not for whiskey. Focus, it's focus on this exercise. No, I'm just, I'm just Focus curious. on this exercise. I, I asked the So question. I'm looking, I'm looking at absolute immediate, and I'm not looking <clears throat> at anything in the on-trade. Right. I don't want to talk about anything in the on-trade. The real thing that I'm looking at is um, selling to local consumers from local independent businesses, okay. and that's my first step. I don't want to over. I don't want to over. I don't want to overreach. Okay. I don't want to start producing whiskey that I that I don't have. However, however, I also do want to start to build a brand. Mm. Now, as I said before, I do not believe 
now and this is i don't know if this hypothetical callum has an uh, an idea of the whiskey business and the whiskey ig <laughs> yes it's you you taking everything you've learned from abelow right so and- the first thing that i do the first thing that i do is i absolutely i go on i go online and i look at people like okay well yeah, that took eight minutes to get there but thanks you finally got there but uh, anyway, I, I I start to look at people that really really value whiskey. Would you drink uh, something other than Sean Joseph's whiskey? God, no, Sean Joseph, I'm looking at it. It's Let unbelievable. Him drink it. So I start to look at people that I mean, really 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 I really really value whiskey, and yeah. I really really value their opinions on it. Do you know that's Chris's bottle? Then? Yeah, bro. Oh no, that's but why I, I asked it. him like 13 times. Like, dude, you do probably you mind go, if I fucking? You should probably go to Kush's and buy another bottle. <laughs> do you know what? Shall I just shall I just no, not talk anymore? You just cut into my time, bro. That's all I'm saying. This is a disaster of a podcast. No, it's not. No, so you're 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 saying you're gonna focus on the on the E. No, no, no. That was before. Uh, but we're talking about local brands now. So, yeah, so oh, you're, we're you're going about, to Chris. So first of all, I'd look at local local independent stores, and then yeah. obviously to to push the local idea, ask them if they would if they'd be willing to help with us, take them out for dinner, blah blah blah, all that right. kind of shite to schmooze them. And then what I'm looking to do is I'm looking to build this uh, almost a cult following. I don't want to say cult because it has a negative connotation. No, no, I think you're fine. But I want, I want to build a cult following in the Midwest. I now, I know that every single year I'm building this 100,000, 150,000 br- uh, brand. 40,000-gallon brand. Yeah, but 150,000 bottles, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, 150,000-bottle brand. And so what I want to do is I want to start to release a range that's called the 150 that appeals to the social media side of things. So you're going to create your own app? No, no, no. An app? No, Jesus Christ. I'm going to create my own product that's going to be called a 150 and it's going to be aimed at the producer, uh, the consumers of this side of the brand. However, however, I also want to start to say to the independent retailers that anytime they buy one of my uh, typical staples of the brand, they are going to start to get... um, uh, not discounts, but uh, products and benefits of of mm-hmm. of being part of the the one hundred and fifty brand. So now I've got this Midwest thing. After probably four or five okay, years, okay. But you also have to. But you're going to buy. You're. I'm just being realistic. You're going to have someone that's going to build this for you. This is going to be either a text, like a phone number. You're going to text them with something like Pinhook already has, or you're going to develop an app system or an uh, e-commerce or letter website. Website, obviously. Which I've got. Obviously. So Which this, I've done. So you're taking. Which I've done already. Yeah, I know. I agree. I'm not. I'm not discounting <laughs> you for this. But no, no, no. I, I would I'm... do that myself. I would do that myself. I did it. I did it years ago mm-hmm. for a company that I created for a sports coaching, which yeah. I've done already. I know, but so you I also you're also running a much larger company at this point. You're gonna have three yeah, to that, four guys in the distillery. Yeah, that's fine. You're gonna that's have fine. a sales Look, rep. Out I'm there. not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pump out. I'm not gonna pump out 150 thousand bottles a year without. Right without looking at my prices. Right. Once quit. again, once again, I've done this before. I've, I've made the website. I've done the memberships. I've done the discounts. Um, obviously... Our whole... Okay, yeah, great. That's awesome. But the whole focus is where are we going once the company's ready to go? Are we going to the on-premise? Are we going to the off-premise? Off, or are we going online? Off. Why? Off. I would go off and online. Why do I go off and online? First of all, the off... I think that if I'm going to be if I'm going to be accepted in my local and slash regional community, 
I have to build in the local and local and slot. I mean, do you guys have counties here? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Counties, yes, counties. So yes. I have to build, I have to build that love and that's going to take at least a year or two. And you think that's all coming from off premise in the online premise? I mean, there's the, no, no. I, but I, I mean, obviously yeah, I'm going to build it. This whole conversation is built around you excluding the on-premise. No, no, no. Okay. I'm like, playing devil's advocate. So understand. No, no, what that's I'm doing totally here. fine. That's totally fine. Obviously, I am fucking, I'm not. That's totally devil. fine. Listen, yeah. listen, listen. As, I'm as Al Pacino. The, as you are Keanu Reeves. I, Welcome to my labyrinth. I'll hopefully be able to talk in a sec. But, um, but hopefully the idea, the idea behind my, my business model would probably be 10 to 15, maybe 20% at push, at push for local on trade spots. Yeah. But other than that, like ideally I'm looking at 10% on trade, like very, very local, very, very small, uh, independent bars. And as I, and then the rest of it, e-commerce and, and mm-hmm. off trade is all the rest of it. Right. Whether and why, why the e-commerce? Because e-commerce is growing daily. It's growing yearly. I mean, look at e-commerce, like look at e-commerce for clothes, look at e-commerce for, for shoes, look at all, like e-commerce is just the it's exploding right now and if i may if i may interject uh-huh, with a on. quick question uh yes you're absolutely right e-commerce especially in today's climate booming not the same rules for alcohol of course so what what are your ideas in regards to that i mean with with regards to alcohol um specifically i don't think the e-commerce is as bulletproof as people believe. Um, I for 100% example, agree with this. Yep. For example, I like where this is like coming. Your drizzlies and all that. They're not bulletproof, and okay. the, 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 the legislation, the legislation of alcohol, is not bulletproof. No, by the way. I agree. And so once again, we find ourselves in the 1920s, okay. where alcohol is restricted by some reason or another. Mm-hmm. Um, but. I don't want to name names, but there are brands that have been distributing samples, uh, tokens, discounts across the whole of the United States since the, 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 the quarantine began. And I only think that... Uh, before for, then, even, if I may. And before that, yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you want to get deep, dark, and dirty... Sure, sure. Uh, look at Drizzly. Look, drizzly.com. Thirst. Thirsty. Thirsty is absolutely making a shitload of money in it. All it does is charge a fee on people. Yeah, so I don't think that that's ever going to be an issue. And it's the fourth only, tier, baby. And for me, for me, it's only well a matter of time before Amazon starts to gets 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 rolling that thing funny I, you I say think, that i think we've discussed this before i've actually had a conversation on a flight last week with a guy from amazon trying to do this very yeah. thing i mean anyone could do anyone could could do i think what we're implying is just break the system and start selling alcohol to whoever wants to buy it no matter where they are mm-hmm. the only barrier i think right now is to you would have to have enough money to defend yourself in court. Uh, Literally, <laughs> but no, no, no. Yes. I, I know that's I know that's a joke. It's, I know we no, laugh no, about no, it, it's, but it's, it's actually it's, no, no, true. It's, I'm being one hundred percent serious. It's so true. The Amazon is is the right. most likely company that that could smash the system. But if someone else decided, hey, we're just gonna do what we want, and we're gonna start selling alcohol to people 
no matter where they are in the United States, and we'll deal with the aftermath, you know, mm-hmm. as it comes. Someone could do it. You would just have to be willing to pay the consequences or be willing to defend yourself or find someone that will defend you and your practices. And who that's going to be, I don't know. But I agree with Callum. Like It is it is ripe right now for someone to just step into the space and just <laughs> say, stop us from doing it. And, and what's your reasoning and what's your reasoning to stop us? Here's my question. To play devil's advocate to you and I um, what happens to those traditionalists what happens to those people that love whiskey what happens to those people that love drinking their whiskey and on trade what do they do do they, they pay, dissipate they do they pay, die they pay less are they going to go to the off trade all of a sudden are they going to start going no. to somewhere where they no. can I think that the on they start trade will less. continue as it is the The brands that are there will probably continue to, to be there Um brands that want to break into that space will put forth the effort to break into that space um, if they if they want to and i really think and and jake you asked count the question like where would you where would you begin and i think it's a two-prong approach it's you begin like he said locally and you at the same time you internationally digitally At the same time, you begin online and you reach you reach anyone that you possibly can online through social media, through uh, the various Facebook groups, whatever it may be. And, and in fact, I think there's a brand, I don't know exactly everything they're doing, but I think there is a brand that is sort of doing this right now, this, this two-pronged approach. Hmm. Um, and it's Nashville Barrel Company out mm. of uh, Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah, it's very interesting. They they have they started were, their brand. They're actually a big blum to their supporters in the very yeah. beginning. It's kind of helped build their brand that way. Yeah. So they've started their brand by first being, and th- this is my basic understanding. I could be completely wrong about this, but they started their brand being uh, whiskey enthusiasts, being connected to this small percentage of whiskey drinkers that are on, that are on social media and that are rabid fans of yeah, whiskey. They were retailers before. Yeah. And, and yes. And making connections to people in social media, to Facebook groups, etc. while also having, having those retail connections within Nashville and then launching a brand again through MGP, uh, you know, sourcing their product and doing barrel picks with with uh, with groups, uh, which those don't happen unless there's an online presence. Like you can't do a, a you can't reach out to a Facebook group unless there's Facebook, yeah, which is online, and you can't sell your product, you know, without having a store at this point in time. Mm-hmm. So everything is a brick and mortar store. Yeah. Essentially. Uh, yeah. Brick, so everything yeah, is, correct. is being funneled through the brick and mortar. Um, but essentially it is growing because of the online space. Yeah. And it comes back to the conversation that we start, I mean, not started with, but we were about an hour in, but no, but we were, we were saying how certain brands, um, from 19, the mid nineties to, to 2010 
gradually grew. And then this plethora of information was available on the internet and brands started to take off between 2010 to current day and here in 2020 as we're wrapping up the year. What was the biggest catalyst for that? The internet. Um, wasn't just because the internet was there, it's because all this information was out there. People were talking about it more. It gave them a space to go ahead and talk about it and put information there and it'd be accessible for everybody. Yes. Accessibility is what it's all about. Yeah, and, and to go back to Nashville Barrel Company, they started in 2020. So you're talking about a, a period of time, and and they're in Tennessee. So Tennessee is a bit different. Like, right? There, I know that I know that I know that things haven't completely closed down there like they have here. True. So I don't know what their presence is necessarily on off premise. My inkling is to think that it's very small Mm -hmm. and that that is not the way they are building the brand. It may be a part of what they're doing, but just looking at how they, how they've built the brand, you know, in 2020, I'm assuming that the on-premise is a very small part of, of, of how they're going about building the brand. Can I ask you a question, Chris? Um, If you receive a sample, a bottle, merch, whatever it might be from a company, will you post about it regardless if you're not fully committed to it, like with your taste buds? No. I've I've received a lot of things that have not reached my Instagram page a because... Of, a lot of Union Horse and Star Award. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. In those cases, no. But no, I mean usually a brand will will reach out and say hey we'd like you to try this and i'm completely upfront and say love to try it you know i i don't want to and there's some that i've flat out said no i did i just because you've had it before i'm not yeah or it's just i just don't align with i think what the brand is fuck is up to <laughs> and so i'm just like ah no thanks you know but I, for the, every single time a brand reaches out to me and says, hey, we'd like to send you something, I make it clear that I'd love to try it, but I am not committing to Correct. to posting about this right. unless, you know, I like it. And if I like it, I'll be happy to, to so post about it. I think in that sense, you asked as if a bartender would building a brand in an on-premise. You go in, you taste it out with that person, they say... Yeah, it's not for me. Yes, let's get this in here right away. Which is back to Callum's point originally is how we build. We're, we're looking to build bring brands on the on the e-commerce, e-commerce, the the presence on the online. Correct. Does that give more clout then to brands when people of your stature, influencers, whatever you want to call it, are actually posting about it? It's it's a tough question because that's all I come with. I don't know Look, that I, mean, I, I I can't can I, I yeah please can I please because uh, I think that um I think that it's a difficult question to answer right. because as far as ROI goes uh, it's impossible to, to 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 guarantee it's impossible to talk about um I actually have to go unfortunately but uh no. I've got a dinner to go to. And they're gonna be like, "Why the fuck are you so fucking drunk?" But um, yeah. But I think. They the, are. But I think no, no, no. I I think that like, 
and partly I'm thankful that I could have the conversation with Noah because otherwise we wouldn't have had that. But anyway, mm -hmm. no, it's great. Um, don't apologize for anything. But I think that honestly, there's so much to be said about influencing. You know that that I think right now influencing influencers and influencing has this has this really really bad rap, right? I agree. And and we've gone the opposite way now. You know, outside, was, of, outside of alcohol, you mean? Or, yeah, no, no, no. In general, yeah, in general, general yeah, yeah, in, yeah. in the whole in the whole cloud, you know, people are like, "Oh, influencers are cunts." Like, we we hate them. Oh, sorry, I probably shouldn't have said no, that word good, on, on, on American podcast. But influencers it. are cunts. We don't care about them. We all fucking hate them. And now it's gone the absolute opposite way. That they're like, they're like, right, just leave them at the side. People don't understand that to get an advertisement that really caught the eye before but back in 1999 if you wanted to catch the eye of someone you were talking about hundreds of millions of dollars hundreds hundreds like if you wanted to if you wanted to reach 100 million people or 100,000 people whatever it was you were talking about hundreds of millions of dollars and yes. now that now that thing is 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 real um and i think that that's really really important to remember in whiskey now and it's because whiskey is so marketing driven like we all drink we all drink good whiskey absolutely none of us drink bad whiskey none of us right do. like there have been the odd bad whiskey that we've drank like recently but none of it none <laughs> of it's bad and if it's top of mind if it's shared of mind if it's the top of shared of mind then why wouldn't we drink it so where does that for you at least where does that like, are you are you thinking about that when when you when you look at a whiskey when you when you scale a whiskey are you thinking about the money that's behind it are you thinking about the taste are you or or all are you thinking is I like this or I don't? For me, it's do I like it or not? But I am not. I'm susceptible to people that I know saying they like something or or not as well i mean i can be influenced and mm -hmm. in fact i i see oh, there's a pine and there's yeah the, so on yeah i mean i seek out people that i know that that i trust um on social media who in fact i just did it when i was sitting here when you guys were, were recording before i was looking for someone's opinion on a particular whiskey hmm. um because i trust what they have to say about it and i know that we like similar things but i i think it 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 boils down to trust yeah you know oh, absolutely all right, go. all right. cheers Cal. Cal o'donnell after six hours of podcasting is calling it quits <laughs> no no i gotta go to dinner man i gotta go to dinner good to see you man. i'll see you on the other side Chris. cheers callum Thank you guys so much. It was amazing. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I think trust is an entire. It's all. I. It's part of the reason why I love watching you and Mikey because it's so fair when you guys are judging two different whiskeys or comparing. I don't know if it's comparing is the right word, but just. Yeah, I think I like comparing. Uh, I like comparing. It's just you're acknowledging two whiskeys that are in the same family of whiskeys. Obviously, have different tasting components to it, but you're willing to talk about what you like. Maybe what you dislike about it at the same time, but you're listening to your audiences at, at you know simultaneously, which is difficult to do. <laughs> um, and taking those perspectives, and at the end of the day, you have a total experience of the whiskey 
and it's built online, which kind of comes back to what we've been talking about for the last two hours. Exactly. Uh, and does it build the brand? I think it does with those, you know, 50 to 150 people that are tuned into your show at a time that are really investing at least, you know, 10 minutes into it to, to hear your thoughts. Yeah. Because they're seeing the bottle, they're hearing descriptions, they're talking about the taste, and then the day you can go recognize it on your shelf. Exactly. And I realize I have a very like colored view of of what it would take to build a brand just based <laughs> because because I'm solely focused on like the social media aspect of right. of whiskey. So and to me as a consumer. Yeah, and as a consumer and I feel like for me personally the that's the place to be like being online to build your brand is is the way that you can capture a a huge number of people will that number of people be ultimately a large number of people but in the grand scheme of things are they a small percentage of whiskey drinkers right yes they probably are especially when you're looking at I had this conversation the other day with with some people. Like, if you're looking at in quotes whiskey Instagram, mm-hmm. that is a very very enthusiastic group Niche of audience. yes of of whiskey <laughs> drinkers, and it probably represents a fraction of a percentage of people who drink whiskey. But yeah. it's this a is cu- very but true, it's though. but it's a curious whiskey drinkers. Yes, it's a curious whiskey drinkers, and but what is the effect oh, that that yeah. tiny, tiny, tiny fraction of a percentage of people can have on others that drink whiskey? Right. I think it's huge. I think it I, is too. I, I have. I, do. I truly believe you. Yeah. Pretty much, pretty much every one of my friends is they drink whiskey, mm-hmm. but they are not whiskey enthusiasts. Okay. They look to me. To, to recommend stuff okay. to them. Well, I don't know I get, how many yeah. questions I get. Right. Like, hey, I'm I'm looking to pick up something new from you know for my bar. Uh, what would you recommend? Hundred percent. And these are people that drink whiskey, but don't. They're not. You know, they're open to my suggestion. Right. And and take me and multiply that by let's say the whiskey. Uh, online community is, you know, hundred thousand people, mm-hmm. which is okay. which is that's fair. I, I, that's fair. You know, maybe that's high. I don't know. No, I guess. But then fair. multiply that out to their to their friend group and their mm-hmm. family. Mm-hmm. Okay, it, it's obviously it's exponential. That's like exactly the, the influence that that these people have. Um, so. I think going back to the point that Callum and I were trying to make is like, you can build your brand almost exclusively through this mechanism. I'm not saying it's the only one that, that you should be focused on or the only one that can build your brand. Personally, through my colored view of things, Mm -hmm. I think it, it is the most important, but not necessarily the only way, obviously. I, I mean, obviously. Yeah, I don't obviously. think it, I, I wouldn't say it's most important either, because we just can't. You can't eliminate the off-premise 
for the numbers that it will do. Well, I don't think but, you can omit anybody, but, period. Well, I agree with that, too. But you can't completely say that the online community isn't starting to take take pace and also take the lead from the on-premise. Yeah. I'm not saying on-premise oh, does not matter. It, it does, but the question begs is, what's more important now? The online... Uh, that's pre- what I'm saying, yeah. yeah. And I, I don't disagree with you yeah. at all. I think online is more important. And obviously, 2020 is a... Yes, it's an anomaly. You have to throw it out. Right. Like, 2020, obviously, online would be more important in, in 2020. But... but just going forward from here, and let's say things return to normal, mm-hmm. is if you're a brand starting up, is on-premise a major focus of how you're going to build your brand? Like, wh- how are you going to chop up the pie? Are yeah, you going to chop it up online, well, off, on? Very good How question. are you going to chop it up? Very good question. And if, if, if that were the case tomorrow, let's say that things open up slightly or even completely. We've, let's say fifty percent. Okay. Say so we're back. We're back. We're back inside. Fifty percent capacity. Okay. Can still still do online uh, outdoor dining, but it's also going to be an average of thirty five degrees. Okay. Now, the average representative, the average uh, distributor, would be rushing, rushing to At everybody. Fifty percent. Still rushing because there's still amounts. I mean, volume is where it's at right now. Okay. Wait. So where are they rushing to? They're rushing to those who decide to. Who, decide to what? Who on decide premise? to to open on 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 premise? I don't F- think so. I I don't. Okay. For those who do, for for those um, on premise that decide to open. Yeah. There would be a gangbusters, gangbusters to get. Yeah, to they those. need alcohol. Yeah, they I need mean, alcohol. you have to serve them if if they sold off their products previously before this last six weeks of being. Very closed. good point as well. I'll put it this way. Absolutely. Yeah. Let me give absolutely. you. An, let me give you. That's an, a, actually that's a very. Let me give you an analogy, yeah. or just an exploit. I was committing a lot of time to a group that had three bars um, over the summertime that never closed. Once the on-premise op- or on-premise opened back up. Um, to the outdoor dining, they never closed. They were open the entire time. I was I walked in a couple of bottles mm-hmm. just to help them get started with the cocktail sure. menu. Of course, but I'm going down to one of their bars at least once a week to have a couple drinks support them. It wasn't until the end of August, almost September, that they're like, "Oh, we can start reordering right now." I thought. They were putting my brand on a cocktail menu that was selling. They were reordering every week. They never reordered for two months because I gave them one bottle for two bottles for three bars, and they already had uh, alcohol on the shelf too. Yeah, they're not. They're not. They're not buying product now. Their your names on the menu, great, but guess what? It's the same twelve people coming to your bar every night because it's the regulars that are supporting them to stay open. It's nobody new, nobody curious, learning about your yeah. bar, learning about your your whiskey. Because even if I go in there once a week, I'm talking to the same people. Literally, I started to be seeing the same people every week at those bars. Yeah, and and to what extent has COVID changed like the the behavior of all of us? Right. Like who is gonna who is gonna be going back to bars even when 
you know, let's say this is 100% behind us. There's there's no there's no uh, chance they're going to be infected and get yeah. sick. Like what what has happened to the industry to yep. to change our what bar are you going to trust? Yeah, to go like, back to? have we changed now where we're more of we're staying at home to 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 drink and socialize, uh, to to eat whatever it may be? Are we going to revert back to going out yeah. to eat? I, I think that things are going to return to yeah. normal how they so. how they were. People For want sure. to go to bars. Yeah, People want to go to restaurants. You know what I think is going to happen? You know what I think is really going to happen? When the Cubs can have games, yeah. when they can have fans, when they have fans, because I love the Cubs. What's going to open up? Interstate traveling. Yeah, yeah. people are going to come back to the city from that sense. Yeah, I mean, from the uh, suburbs would come back, of course. You know, I mean, it's it's just it's it's a whole new way of life that we were familiar with once returning. People are going to just flood that. But how? <laughs> but how will that change? Like, will will it's our habits yeah will will brands abandon what they've been doing during covid with virtual tastings mm-hmm. uh trying to connect with people virtually to build their brand or to keep to keep themselves relevant with their consumers will will these things continue because of the success that brands have seen, or will they just go back to our focus is now on uh, trying to get on the cocktail menu at bars and then sell through to the consumer by recognizing our brand in the cocktail menu and then going to the local liquor store and buying. My, My opinion is that would be a mistake for brands to go back to that that Mm -hmm. needs to be part of the strategy obviously but i think the connections that have been made in 2020 through virtual Mm -hmm. you know avenues has been i think it's been huge for brands i don't know i don't work for a brand it's looking at it looking at it as a consumer and participating in these things i'm much happier with brands um being able to connect with them virtually than going to a bar like I uh, going to a bar and ordering a cocktail is nothing to me but that's what you want mm. that's mm. what you expect out of an experience with a brand now to really to, to to touch back um what we hope the Interaction with our brand is that you remember us, right? Um, regardless of what's going on in the world, we are still under strict guidelines going out to meet with people if they so choose to, you know, to do so. Taste out with people, do business with people. I still do business to this day. I launch it every day. As my as 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 soon as I get, uh, as soon as I land a new um, appreciation or a new account, where however you want to word it, I announce it to the world. As far as it fucking makes sense, 
because it's important to us. It's we are respecting the guidelines, but we are also respecting the fact that business is still being done, and that's the lifeline to who we are. But but is there any <sighs> more? Is there any more important lifeline? Like I get it, you're out doing business and you're yeah. selling through to a store. Right. A store. I is, mean, as exactly how far, yeah, that, is. how far does that extend? Is really? there any more important <clears throat> connection that you can make than doing, for example, a virtual tasting? Oh, and, absolutely. And there's 20 people in the yeah. virtual tasting. Like, yeah, absolutely. What's more important to the brand? Yeah, I, I, I mean, agree. right now. I, I go mean, on. I, I, I have cocktail go placements at places in the city, about three right now. Um, I'm going to do a tasting in a couple of days with a whiskey group here in Chicago. Mm-hmm. That's going to extend much further because they're not exactly. going to go to that cocktail. They're going to go to Benny's. They're going to go to bitter pops. They're going to go to their yeah. stores to buy a bottle. Hopefully at the end of the day, right. even if things were normal, right? That would be the case. Yeah. Yeah. Which basic question is why haven't we been doing virtual tastings this entire time? This is, yeah. this is the big question. Yeah. Right. Like, th- I think this is open the eyes. Of, right. Of, and I agree and with one, that and I, one thing I am waiting for, anticipating, I'm sure you are too, Chris, is that why hasn't Instagram Live allowed the capabilities of adding more than two oh, people to going live God. at the same time? <laughs> let's, I mean, let's, let's take, we want to rail on Instagram. No, no, and I'm railing. I'm just saying oh, the, oppor- the, the opportunity. So let's take, for example, um, December 20th at 8 p.m., <laughs> Introducing Sunday Night Fights first very ever single malt whiskey <laughs> challenge between Abelauer 12 and Star Wars Nova. Why can't we it. have the ambassadors right, on? Exactly. Yeah, what, what if you exactly. have you and Mikey and, on? And, well, because Callum would talk the entire yeah. time. would be part of the reason why you wouldn't have oh, him on. But, uh, but I mean, how, how cool would it be to have oh. any show you have? Any show you you're ideal for If I could do it, a roundtable on or Instagram you're, but you're, with multiple people. But your show would be you and Mikey versus the two brands, whatever you have, and an ambassador, a distiller, whoever it might be, representing that inch, each individual distillery. That'd be fucking crazy. It'd be insane. And the, and the issue is that Instagram has the capability. Because you can, you can form your own little group on Instagram and you can have a call. Like mm-hmm. we could form mm-hmm. a group on Instagram and yeah. we could call each other on Instagram and we could chat in a private room. We could. The three of us for I think they allow up to ten people to do it. This is so true. the technology exists. It obviously obviously does. that could be translated. Zoom exists. Obviously yeah. it exists. That could yeah. be translated to a live broadcast. Why they don't do it, I don't know. There's so many things there's right. so many yeah. options. It's that probably they more Facebook than have. them. Yeah. I don't know. But but, but, but at the same time that availability to have that it would be absolutely crazy. Oh. And, and why would I waste my time doing a tasting for two hours in an independent liquor store when I can sell hopefully six bottles at the end of the day right. versus going and reaching a hundred people with three other representatives talking about my brand for an entire hour. And then, Oh, you can, all of you can repost it and anybody yeah. can watch it anytime they want to. Right. Yeah. And by the way, that's coming. I mean, it's going to right, happen. Right. Right. It's, so, it's coming along. Yeah. I like, agree with you. They're, they're, they, they, the problem is they don't want their personalities come become, become bigger than the brand because you could, people have already done this too. They started TV shows on Instagram. That's yeah. my feeling. Yeah. Is that they could actually start a entire production on Instagram for sure. And they want to be they they probably are saving their back end for that where they can actually control that and making it a real a real Instagram TV versus IGTV. Hundred percent. Right. What it is right now, I think it's basically for they them to make more money in the back end of it all. But 
I mean, that's coming. And virtual tastings suck. Virtual tastings fucking blow. I, I will say that flat out. You, you're talking to your face, <laughs> and you, you try to do it interactively. And I'll tell people, like, hey, get off of mute. Let's have an co- yeah. interactive conversation. Yeah. But if one person has a good internet connection, the other person has a terrible internet connection, and one person <laughs> has headphones, the other person doesn't have headphones, it's just it, it, it's a mind fuck. And yeah. it, it, but at the same time, I can get my brand out there to 20 dudes, 20 gals, whoever it might be, and spend 45 minutes of my day. Yeah, I think, yeah, there's there's certainly limitations to mm. to the technology. And, and of course, someone's going to have a technical issue or you're going to have a technical right. issue or those things are going to crop up. But in the end, is, is the ability to touch so many people uh, in one particular space in a right. short period of time, does that outweigh all of that other stuff? And I think I'll put it it's, to me, it's obvious that it, that it, that it's worth it. Mm-hmm. And, and again, I'm looking at this from a consumer, from an influencer in quotation mm-hmm. uh, perspective. And to me, for, for brands to, overlook these things or for brands to not seriously invest their their time and energy into these things is a gigantic yeah miss yeah to me uh, i mean it's it's the biggest miss of you know the past 15 20 years if you are not investing no, that was Atlanta Hawks passing up on <laughs> uh um Luka Doncic but what about I mean, you bring up a very good uh, point. What about those who don't wish to be? I know, think they get lost. No, okay. no I, So I, if a brand doesn't want to have a social media presence? Depends no, who they are. Not so much the brand. The people who enjoy the brand. What do you mean? All right. So like your oh, person, get, goes, know, know, person go buys, goes and buys your white label every week. Yeah, goes and someone turkey. goes on a white You don't need to worry about that. Yeah, they, you don't they, have to worry about them. What about us? You don't, the you don't have to, for you don't have to catch them in the rye. <laughs> no, I'm serious. You don't have to. They're they're are they're already they're already planted in that mix. Those are the people you are not worrying about whatsoever. Who you're worrying about is the curious whiskey drinker that Chris is talking to on a daily basis online. Mm-hmm. He's like, hey, where should I go? Where should I invest my time? Where should I invest my money? Also, where should I invest my taste buds? And is mm-hmm. it worth going and buy a bottle? And then for you and I as brand representatives, is it worth going and buying a second bottle? Mm-hmm. Should I go try a different skew of theirs? We're not, I'm not, I don't, I don't, you and I can't fall into the per, can't fall into the worry of, the person that already has their brand, the person that already has their selection down to a T, they're walking into a liquor store, as we were talking about earlier before we turn the mics on, mm. they're spending five minutes in the liquor store. They know what they're going to get. The person that we want to come into is the person that Noah was talking about who he approaches. Can I get you? Can I help you with anything? Even if they don't buy your brand at the end of the day, you reached out to them. You put that seed into their mind saying, this brand is on the shelf. I don't always have to go to it I don't. I don't have to go to it right now, but I can come back to it at the end of the day. Yes, it's it's not a win in, in the moment, but you're building towards the future. Yes, and the easiest place to do that is on the internet. Yeah, not in the store. Right, like in the store, you have to invest because you the know person's I mean, time to go to the store. You have to 
hope that someone's going to be in the aisle looking for something. Right. Right. Like if you can organize. <laughs> yeah. I've, done yeah. I've walked around Benny's exactly. for about five, ten minutes waiting for the guy <laughs> standing in the single malt section right. next to the world whiskey section looking there. And like, I, I'm not, I, I was joking earlier before I turned the mics on. I've sold a bunch of Abelard balls and Union horse balls. I actually do that. I, I walk in there he does. Right. and I'll say, what are you looking for? Like, are you looking for a single malt? Are you looking for a bourbon? And then they're like, oh, I'm looking for a single malt. It's kind of interesting. But I'm also looking for a rye. I'm like, okay, I have my guys. I'm going to walk you over to your Union Horses. I'm going to walk you over to Sackamores. I'm going to walk you over to Star Wars, Abelauer's. Um, all my people that I like the barons we have on this podcast yeah. all the time because I, A, I trust in those representatives, but I also trust in the whiskey too at the end of the day. For sure. And if they can, if they, if they can trust a random guy in the liquor store, they're going to trust that bottle. I trust that guy for, yeah. Well but that said. is well like, said. that takes like, so much time. It takes so much time and it's, time, and it's, though. it's happenstance. It is, right. it is just, Hopefully, it happened to have yeah. happened right when you were in the store and there was someone. Hey, can I get looking. that Weller's? Is, it, is yeah. Weller? Is Pappy's here? Exactly. Is Pappy's here? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and, and being able to do it, making a connection with someone or some group that can expose you to mm-hmm. like multitudes of those people. Right. Right. At one time over the course of one hour is just that signed up to be in your room with you. Yeah, exactly. And Not, they chose. Yes. They chose to be there and you already yeah. have them. You basically, you know, you sure. already have them. You already have them. I agree. I mean, I I I think so this whole conversation that was slightly recorded at the beginning of this uh, <laughs> was all based around so people are going to come into this and be like, uh, "What are they talking I'll about?" I'll give a little synopsis what at the beginning of what, what a little prelude. Um we were arguing between what's more important between the on and off premise, building into what's, I mean, over the last 10 months has become the premise, in my opinion, um, is the online prem, uh, point of view, the premise there that's being built. And if it's basically making the on premise pretty much obsolete, that's uh, drastic, but at the same time, it doesn't exist. There, there is no on premise. Yeah, we have those in we have those in a, certain states across America. But as somebody who represents different markets across America, we're investing no time there. We're investing time into the on premise, and specifically, most interestingly, we're putting all that time into on premise markets that are still open to do tastings because we can get that liquid to lips operation. But if we're not be, have the availability to do that, like here in Chicago, we're doing it more on a consumer perspective, Correct. building these virtual platforms. Yes. Yep. And I have, you know, five tastings over Christmas break of people that want to have, still want to have those interactions. And I think that speaks volumes to what they're willing to do. Hey, I'm in my house. I can't go do anything. I would be in a movie theater. I would be at a bar. I would be going out to eat, having some delicious dinners at Christmas time, but I can't. So I'll sign up for an online class, an mm-hmm. online tasting, whatever it may be. But I'm going to still invest those opportunities because I feel like it's something I can do from an entertainment perspective, which is huge for us to fall into because whiskey, we can still do that. Um, briefly, illegally, but don't worry about that. Um, but it falls into a category that's only expanding. I, I totally agree with that. And I just... I just don't see why that would change when things return to normal. Like there is, 
we you've we've oh, established like, like this works mm -hmm. and this is a great way to connect with with the people directly buying your your product why would you change that <laughs> no matter what if they can go to a bar it just seems so much easier and so much more intimate to yeah. do it the way that we've been doing it for the past several months like why would you change that i, I agree and, I agree. and i don't think it should change and and i guess it remains to be seen if it, if it actually does yeah that's the biggest question we have too in our markets because um we just don't know. I mean, like every market that we're viable in is completely shut down other than Texas. That's the only place where we had an online or an on premise, um, commitment, I guess, to our brand that's still open. Um, Florida also is, but we are more of an on premise account there too, uh, or on premise brand, uh, off premise brand versus an on premise. Um, so for anybody who doesn't know, that's retail. We're more retail focused versus, um, bar focused in that sense. And, but even then I, I have reps that are driving from Dallas to Austin, not because of bars being open, but because there's retail accounts open yep. and we're doing, uh, we have one liquor store that has about six different accounts across Texas that bought a single barrel and they're, what's our focus with that brand is tasting out that single barrel. We're going to, we're going to invest money into you buying a $65 bottle of whiskey with basically no money invested into the bars, even though they're open. Yeah. And it's and obviously they're open in a very interesting capacity. I, I don't know what it's honestly like, cause I haven't been down there in 10 months. Um, but I also know that my reps are, my sales reps are going from a retail account to retail account and not to bar to bar. And I only feel like that's going to over the next year, that's going to be our focus still. Yeah. And obviously COVID plays into a, a, fa a huge, huge entire factor into that. It's, it's the main factor, but at the same time, online's only growing. And it, I, I, it's like, I go to these influencers houses and meet with them when I'm in their markets too. Like they're, they, they're willing to meet like a bartender would willing to meet in a bar, but at the same time, it's not, it's not, uh, they're not a gatekeeper. Right. Where you see a bartender where it takes you forever to get a meeting. It, or it's like, hey, can you, he's not here. Can you come back? I was like, I know he's in the back, but you're just, she doesn't want to talk to you because he's being a dick. Or, it, which is so much of my job is like, you go to an account, you. The mood of the bartender right, that you, day. Right. Yeah. You sit down, have a drink. Maybe you get lunch. Maybe you get dinner. And like, hey, is uh, blah, blah here? Like, ah, uh, I don't, I, I, I don't know. I can't see him. And like you know, he's in the back. Like yeah. you, like, you, like the guy told you his schedule two weeks earlier, and you're there on that day when you know he's going to be there. But at the same time, he completely blows you off. Yeah, and that's got to be totally frustrating. Yeah. When again, you could be doing something else with your time, or I could send you a DM exactly. in five seconds, <laughs> and maybe you don't respond to me. Maybe you do respond to me. But at the end of the day, it's a minute of my life. Exactly. <laughs> totally. It's, it's, it's not. It's not thirty minutes of my life. Right. Right. Um, and if you say yes, like, Hey, let's collaborate on something cool. Like we have something going, we have something cooking, which is maybe my bottle gets in front of, uh, 500 people. Or I spend hour after hour trying to chase down this bar manager, bartender, whoever it may be and get no time and invest hours of my life into it. Right. And instead investing hours of your life into shipping out sample kits that Lots are going to directly impact 50 
individuals. Eyes. And you guess what? You guys get over get well over 100 viewers in your show, which is going to make 100 people jealous they don't have them. <laughs> Seriously. Well, that night's going to be... We're going to have some extreme viewership on that. I well, I hope so. I mean, but and, and I hope it helps you guys as much as it helps, helps us too. At the same time, though, you're like, you're thinking, all right, here, I, I didn't recognize a lot of the names from the mailing list. We're talking about Sunday Night Fights, December 20th, 8 p.m. Central Time, Be There, Be Square. Uh, but we send out some assemble kits with uh, Abelauer 12 and Nova, <clears throat> Star Wars Nova. And you see those names on there. These are guys that I've sent samples to in the past these are people that i've had i've sent bottles to in the past people who have posted bottles because they liked the whiskey they tasted not i, I didn't have any influence on it whatsoever and you see them re-signing up for it and then hey hopefully uh you post the bot the package it comes in and the bottles that are there in front of you and the merch that's inside of it and that reaches your 2,000 your 3,000 your 10,000 your 280 people i don't yeah, know how many viewers the reach is yeah exponential and it's like, like and, it's, and it's gonna cost me five hundred dollars yeah and a couple you know a couple of your bottles right. to fill the samples where and... there's one bar i'm thinking of very in particular that i spent over three hundred dollars at and my bottle's still not there yeah exactly <laughs> that's months and months of work yep we're, i mean we're, we're, we're making the case here i feel like for I, I do. for the the online and not if, not 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 necessarily selling online, just the impact, the impact. of what yes. right. having a presence online can be for a brand, which is mutually exclusive with the off premise, because you're yes. going to go from the our our feeling, our theory is you're going to build that online experience and then go to the off premise to buy that bottle. I feel like yeah, people are more likely to experience it online and then go buy a bottle rather than go to a bar and seek out a cocktail right. or just even a pour of that whiskey, you know, from a bar. Such they're more like, I, I feel like they're more likely to go to a store and buy a bottle mm. rather than go to a bar and buy a drink. Because one, you, there's no guarantee that that particular bottle is going to be right. at the bar. If, mm. if it is, yeah, they'll, they'll they may, you know, go to that bar and say, hey, I'll have a pour of this uh, particular whiskey or can you make my cocktail with this particular whiskey? But I think it's more likely they're going to go to a store and they're going to buy a full bottle right. of, of what they've experienced. That, that's, that's just my feeling. I, I could be completely wrong. I think that wraps up like kind of everything we've been talking yeah. about the last three hours. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I I, yeah, um, I feel good there. I feel real good. All right. Um, <laughs> all right. Noah Track, thank you for starting the conversation. Um, Callum Madonna, thank you for carrying this conversation about an hour on offline. And then Chris and Wilson, as always, uh, this is a, an, just an indulging conversation as well. I can't wait to hear how uh, this comes out. I don't know how I'm going to re-edit this podcast. <laughs> but, um, Jake has got his work uh, cut out for him. This will be out probably. on Monday at some point. Um, yeah, but, yeah, some sort. Because we did record for an hour and 15 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but for Unihorse Distilling Co., Apple yes. Distillery, Jake from Star Wars Whiskey, Chris Blentner from at Urban, Urban Bourbonist, um, <laughs> Noah from Pernar. Uh, and Cal from Pernar. Yeah, true. Good point. Uh, cheers. 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 <laughs> <laughs>